This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the night. You can call me Dude. Everybody else does. Mostly because I never mentioned my name. And I allow people to call me the Dude. Just because, you know, because I think it's kind of cool. I'm not the first person to go by the name of the Dude. Nor will I ever be the last. But right now you're listening to The Dude. Before we get started, I just want to remind you guys, you can follow Hey Bartender Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have our own website, heybartenderpodcast.com. On the website, you can check out some of the drink specials that I talk about. You can buy some t-shirt swag, and you can even check out my blog that once in a while does make a little bit of sense. So, you know, let's start off today with the drink special. You know, it's the, uh, this is going to be posted before Halloween, so let's keep up with the Halloween special drinks. This drink I swiped off the Facebook page for the Fraternal Order of Bartenders from a girl named Monica Swanigan. If you're listening, I'm really sorry if I butchered your last name. Uh, But she made a Ghostbusters shot. And this is how it goes. It's you take yourself a shot glass, pour some melon or pucker, layer some Baileys on top of that, and a couple drops of blue carousel just for the effect. And if you look at it, it's got that, you know, kind of ghost ecto slime type of look to it. I'm sure it has better consistency than slime. But it kind of has that uh, brain hemorrhage drink look to it. I'll post a picture of it on the website if I remember. I'm sorry, I haven't been uh, keeping up with that. But that's the Ghostbuster shot. Thank you, Monica, for telling us about that. And I hope... Uh, you don't get mad that I talk about it on my podcast. I mean, come on. I gave you credit for it. Please, Miss Monica, Miss Swanigan. Anyway, I posted this on a Saturday night That kept just because, you know, it felt like a good time to post it. And I uh, hope everybody had a good week this week. You know, just made it through. We all have our ups and downs. We all have to deal with some bullshit every now and then. And, you know... Sitting back uh, one night, I was uh, seeing all uh, all this stuff all over YouTube. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Uh, for those of you who don't know Kevin Smith, he is the director of a bunch of his own movies. Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma. Uh, let's see, what was after Dogma? Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, he's done a couple movies that really weren't part of the Jer- Jersey Trilogy or Quadrilogy. Uh, the Jersey movies, uh, like uh, Red State, Tusk, and uh, Yoga Hosers, and uh, you know he's—I think he's a great director and an awesome scriptwriter. He—he's his dialogue is usually pretty awesome, uh, mostly because you know who doesn't enjoy the occasional dick and fart joke? Well, actually, in his movies, they're not really occasional; they're just there. But all over YouTube. I've been watching all of these clips and stuff about the new movie that he's got coming out. Now, mind you, I'm not getting paid to talk about this. I'm just a really big Kevin Smith fan, so and I found something relatable uh, in a lot of his movies. And uh, I've been watching 
all of his promotions for his new movie, Jane Silent Bob reboot. And, you know, it looks hilarious. I plan on definitely seeing it when it comes to a theater near me. Of course, I live in... Well, if there's a bright side of the universe, then I'm on the planet or the city that's farthest from. Let's just put it at that. Star Wars reference, sorry. I When I was a bartender, I make pop culture references all the time. Some people could keep up, some people couldn't. But it's all about fun, really, for me. Because I don't talk about sports, I talk about pop culture. But... Back to the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie that I'm not getting paid for to talk about. I'm just saying it because I love Kevin Smith's movies. Uh, I decided to go back to the well. I went uh, into my DVD collection and pulled out Clerks. Then I remembered that I had already transferred it onto my computer so I could watch it on the Apple TV. I'm not Once again, I'm not getting paid for Apple TV either. And uh, I... Pulled it up, on, put it up on my TV, and sat back and watched Clerks. Now, bartenders and servers everywhere, all of you people, do you agree with me that in the movie Clerks, there is a lot of stuff that's relatable in that whole movie that can be used from your corner convenience store to the nearby restaurant? I mean, how many times have you said, this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers? Or... I'm not even supposed to be here today. Two of the big major lines in that movie that I remember even saying every once in a while, and not just ironically. Okay, people, I, I got to pause here for a second. Mostly the reason why I'm talking about this is because I'm overly excited that I posted something on Kevin Smith's Twitter page, and he gave me a reaction to it. I mean, he actually gave me a reaction. I felt so honored, and it was so awesome. Of course, whenever I do... Uh, put up a tweet to a celebrity and they do respond, it makes me feel like I'm a million bucks. So, uh, Zachary Levi, I uh, tweeted you first and you gave me a full response to it. Uh, thank you so much for that. Big fan of Chuck, big fan of Shazam. And uh, Kevin Smith was the most recent. Now, uh, the joke that I decided to throw at Kevin Smith, mostly thinking that he wasn't going to respond, but I was wondering if any of his fans would respond to it. I put on his Twitter page, are we going to find out if Veronica's number went up? And he liked my tweet. He you know, put a heart on it. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, Cause you know, that's the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that's celebrity stalking. Basically you're just, you're reading into the life that they allow you to see. It's like they walked out the front door to allow you to see what they're doing. Uh, but don't be one of those people that tries to look through the window. That's just creepy. So, uh, you know, get just going off the excitement of that, I uh, decided to watch Clerks. Uh, now, for some of my listeners out there who don't know what Clerks is, which if you don't be ashamed of yourselves, Clerks is a movie about two, mostly two guys that work in a convenience store and a video store, respectively. And, you know, it's just 24 hours in their life. Uh, the guy, Dante, the guy that works in the convenience store, gets called up early in the morning and says he has to open the convenience store and he's mad tired because he uh, just closed the night before and he was supposed to play hockey that day. He was supposed to have the day off, but he ended up having to go into work. Okay. That's the first thing that we're going to talk about go coming in, getting called in on a shift. Now you might have plans every now and then you sit back and think, okay, I have uh Tuesday off. 
what am I going to do? Okay, I'm going to go hang out with friends. I'm going to go do some shopping. Uh, but then right when you're about to go out or something like that, your phone rings. Then you have to make the decision. Do I answer it? Ugh. If I answer it, then I'll have, they're going to call me into work. I know they're going to do it. So you sit back and try to weigh your options. Uh, you know, I could use the extra cash, sure. But I haven't had a day off in a while. Ugh. Well, and if I work on Tuesday, that means I won't have another day off until next Friday. Friday after the upcoming one. Uh which they'll probably call me in for that too, because everybody likes Fridays off. Ah, yeah, you, you really work yourself up, but you decide to answer anyway. And the boss says, listen, we had somebody call in sick. Uh, we need you to come in and cover. And you, uh, because you answered the phone, you, uh, you're afraid of the confrontation. So you just say, sure, be right there. And when you go into work, you, uh, this is on a day that you wouldn't normally work. Don't you ever feel like you're a little bit off your game just because, you know, just everything seems different on a shift that you don't normally work. Anybody else ever feel that? Why am I waiting for a response? This is a recording. Yeah. I mean, there were a number of times where I got a call, uh, call in and, uh, from a coworker or from the boss, the coworker would say, Look, I don't feel good today. Can you cover my shift? And I just go, yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, I could use the extra cash, so I'll just come in. So I go in, and everything seems weird. The All the bottles are in the right spot. Uh, all the chairs are there, but the customers seem different. It, it just It's just odd. And plus, I'm getting other customers that I don't normally see on my normal nights. And because they're expecting to see the usual bartender that's working there, it doesn't discourage them from hanging out there that night. It's just they're sitting there going, well, where the hell's the other bartender? Oh, they called in sick. What can I get you? And sometimes when you get thrown off your game, uh, it does affect your shift, doesn't it? I mean, come on. You're not there on a usual night. You're getting people that act differently or new people completely. And you're thrown completely off your game. Like, like I said before, I'm a pop culture junkie. I'll sit there and talk about movies and music all night long. But then my regular customers that usually talk about that stuff with me aren't there or they're being distracted by other people that are there. And I can't talk to them about that sort of thing. And then I get other people that want to talk to me about stuff that I normally don't talk to or avoid talking about with extreme prejudice. And it did get on my nerves. It did get on my nerves quite a bit because, you know, I'm off my game. And the only thing that you can say to yourself is, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And I'm going through all this shit. And that's what Dante in the movie Clerks says quite a few times. Uh, well, even th uh, even throughout the Jersey trilogy. I mean, uh, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. He's, the customer asked him, you even supposed to be here today? And he's like, don't get me started. And then in uh, Clerks 2, uh, uh, to close out the movie, Randall even looks at him and says, you know what? You're not even supposed to be here today. And, you know, it, your game is off. And, you know, it's, it's almost like you're working a completely different restaurant, even though you've worked in the same restaurant 
for however long you've worked there, six months, year, two years, 10 years. And I know there are other bartenders out there that can relate to me on that because I took a day off one time in advance. I asked, uh, to trade it, trade a shift with another bartender. And when I talked to her later, she was like, your nights are weird. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, I didn't know hardly anybody. It, it's, it just, just all these strange people came in and I didn't know what to do. So it, that actually made me feel better that, uh, somebody else that are coming in on a shift that they don't normally work. And, uh, it just throws them completely off their game. That's the way I always felt when I had to come in on shifts that weren't my usuals. But also, uh, uh, in clerks, another thing that Dante brings up, uh, Dante and Randall bring up quite a few times is this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. Yeah. I mean, come on. We all can relate to that phrase. I mean, we just go into work and we have those one or two troublemaker customers or just, you know, a customer we just don't flat out like. We love everybody else. We can love everybody in the room, but for some reason, that one person rubs us the wrong way every time. And there's nothing we can do about it because they don't do anything bad enough to 86 their ass. They're just annoying. And it, it's, you know, you just, that's where we kind of just try to put up with them. And every once in a while, I'm sure it's happened. Well, I know servers have, uh, servers have done it to me because, uh, uh, yeah, well, maybe servers have done it for me too. I don't remember, but where we've gone up to each other and say, will you please take that table? I cannot handle it. Uh, I can't handle them today. And we, you know, we're graciously trade off and it just comes down to who can put up with that person easier. And I have never don't at least can't remember a time where I look over and at the table that they're pointing at and say, Oh, hell no, no, that's, that's yours. Not taking it. Um, you, cause usually I'm, uh, yeah, I looked out for my servers, uh, quite a bit and, you know, wanted to keep everybody happy, keep everybody sane, even though in the restaurant industry, that is insanely difficult. And I mean, what sane person would go through that sort of thing? put themselves in that situation. But I digress. Uh, servers and bartenders, we're probably the most sane people on the planet because we've been through the trenches. We know what's going on. And I mean, I, I can use my usual joke where I say, the doctor said, not only am I sane, I'm insane. And But, you know, that's that's a stupid joke anyway. For my longtime listeners of this show, uh, you've heard me go off multiple times f- on huge rants on how shitty customers can be. And yeah, why should this show be any different? I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's the whole customer service give and take thing that I just had trouble keeping up with. And I, I think it affected uh, how I bartended my customer service and that sort of thing, because uh, let's say uh, a customer you know, gave you some kind of smart ass remark. We'll use the example from clerks, uh, where the guy's trying to return videos to the video store and Randall hasn't shown up yet. And it's almost noon and the place is supposed to open at 10. 
And the guy is standing there talking to uh, Dante and says, where the hell is the guy? I was going to rent a movie. And, uh, and uh, Dante said, I'm sure he just accidentally slept in. And he's, uh, so, you know, he'll be here shortly. And the guy says, what, like, you know what happened yesterday? He came, I went into the video store and I saw he was sleeping. It's not like he's a rocket scientist or something. And Dante said, well, actually that's his day job. And he's a wise guy, huh? All right. That's one of the things right there. If the customer gives you a smart ass remark, it felt like I wasn't allowed to be a smart ass back. And that then uh, the customer, you know, mouthed off to Dante, and he said, "You, uh, you guys think you're so entitled? You, uh, your, uh, your, your job is, uh, you know." He starts making fun of him and his job, and uh, saying things like that, which gave the perfect ending to that conversation, where the guy throws down his movies and says, "says uh, I'm returning these movies." My name is this. My account number is that. Uh, make sure you get those. And Dante, the guy bursts out of the uh, convenience store and Dante says, you forgot your keys, picks up the keys and throws them in the garbage. You see the guy a couple minutes later looking, uh, wandering around saying, you see a set of keys anywhere? And Randall says, no time for love, Dr. Jones. I'm quoting the movie too much. I'm not even talking about this particular show anymore. But yeah, I mean... I thought that was awesome. The guy was being a complete dick to Dante and uh, Dante just said, had just threw away his keys that he forgot. Didn't bother to say, Hey, mister, you forgot your keys or, uh, well, he did say that, but underneath his breath, he didn't throw them behind the register or something like that. Wait for him to come back and get him. He just threw them away. And you know, you never heard from the guy again. He never went back into the store to find out if the keys were there. Which I thought was awesome, Kevin Smith. Perfect, uh, perfect moment. I actually wondered if you uh, that actually happened in your life. Anyway, you get the smart ass customers, and then they uh, they sit there and tr- uh, try to be a smart ass to you, try to degrade you or whatever, and then you have a snappy comeback, and all of a sudden you're the bad guy. You, hey, I told my boss one time that because that happened. Woman said. Uh, said something to me and I mouthed off to her. She complained to my boss about it. And my boss came over to me and said, you really got to be nicer to the customers. And I said, what? She said it first. And he said, yeah, I know, but uh, uh, he was, he, th- he was a good boss. He was very understanding about the situation, but uh, you know, it's, he was reminding me we're supposed to be nice. And yeah, yeah. Should have been nicer, but, Oh well, I mean, personally, I can't. Uh, I can't walk through life without sitting there saying, if I say a smart-ass comment to somebody, I have to expect it back. So if I don't want to get uh, get shit, I can't give shit. You know, because you know that's just the way the world should work. You can't take it. You shouldn't give it. That was a public service announcement brought to you by Hey Bartender Podcast. Moving on, though. I suppose the next thing you got to talk about when you talk about clerks that could also be brought into the bar scenario is bringing your personal life to the bar. That is a really tough subject because I'm getting it, getting it from Dante. 
having this kind of second thoughts about his current relationship because his past relationship uh, uh, went so badly on him. And she, I mean, Veronica, she, uh, she she would show up just to say hi. She brought him lasagna for lunch, and he want all of a sudden he's thinking about his ex girlfriend Caitlin, who we found out is getting married to some Asian design major, and uh, she start she shows up on his doorstep, and then he starts thinking that uh, maybe they were meant to be together. And it's, okay, no, even Randall, everybody, even Silent Bob. He, they all sat there saying, the girl cheated on you all the time. Veronica is nuts about you. You know, just what do you, you know, what do you want to do screwing up uh, everything like this? So um, that brings up the whole idea of bringing a relationship into your workplace. Now, the point uh, that I'm trying to get at is when you're working behind the bar, your significant other can be a little distracting because uh, you might be uh, ta- One of you is going to be a little insecure. I don't care how strong you think your relationship is. One of you is going to get a little insecure. Most likely the one that's not working behind the bar or working with the customers because being friendly can be construed into flirting and uh, and your significant other that's going to be sit, uh, sitting at the bar watching you on your shift, they see you laughing or smiling with somebody that they particularly don't approve of, they're going to get upset. You may have to pay for that later. And if you want that relationship to last longer than the end, uh, past the end of your shift, uh, you might have to change a few tactics just because you don't want to upset them. And... Uh, then there's the other thing, like Dante got into a long conversation with Veronica about the number, the big number of how many people have you slept with? Dante, uh, uh, Dante said seven, he got smacked in the side of the head and, uh, nor is it 12, maybe I 12. Yeah. And he got smacked in the side of the head and Veronica said that she had only slept with three people and, uh, you know, s- somehow felt like that she was morally justified, uh, and all that stuff, but, it, and that caused a fight and he has to deal with all that. Uh, he had to deal with all the fight and, uh, think about, you know, dwell on that fight for the, uh, the rest of his shift. Well, at least until she dropped another bomb on him. She, yes, she only slept with three people, but she sucked 37 dicks. Not in a row. Just, you know, just let's just, uh, that's the next line. My girlfriend, my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row. Uh, uh, but, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're in the bar, you know, and you bring your personal life into things like that, that can really screw up your business and screw up. It could potentially screw up your life because after an argument with your significant other, they get up and leave. You're stuck at work. You can't talk about it anymore. So it dwells in your head. And just because the way the human mind works, it never gets better. You dwell on it, dwell on it, dwell on it, dwell on it. And you get angrier, gradually angrier. And then you got to go home a 
big steaming mess and then try to confront what both of you have been fuming on for the last however many hours. I'm not saying don't bring your let your significant other come into your bar. You know, sometimes bringing them in the bar can be a great feeling, a good release. Finally, somebody who's going to be nice to me and somebody who genuinely cares about me is going to be here. I don't and I don't feel like that they're going to pick on me. They just want to they just want to see me. They just want to uh, and they're going to, when they smile it's going to make me feel so much better about my evening. Maybe even put me in a better mood. And most likely, actually, that's the way I usually thought about it. But I don't normally encourage anybody to bring their significant others into the bar. This happened a dozen times where, like the significant other would see, like I explained just a second ago, they'd see the way they act around the bar towards the customers, and jealousy sets in. That horrible Auschwitz of all emotions jealousy kicks in and it's why were you smiling at them like that why were you you were flirting with them weren't you things like that start to come up and come on it's a part of the job we've got to be nice flirt there's a fine line there but uh i've talked to a number of bartenders about that and they say flirting no being nice yes but however sometimes some customers can construe be, uh, being nice for flirting. I've known tons of... Uh, let me think about it here. Yeah, it was mostly guys. Desperate, alone guys that thought, she's being really nice to me. I think she likes me. Uh, she's paid to be like that, dude. You know, If you saw her out in public, she might like you, but uh, she most likely would ignore you because... Even you even annoy the fuck out of me, but you know, in the movie Clerks, I think probably uh, the guy that I uh, would relate to a little bit more because I can find aspects between Dante and Randall uh, that I can relate to certain aspects, but I related to Randall a little bit more just because he was a smart ass, he was a slacker, and I uh, I wasn't really a. Uh, that much of a slacker, but definitely a smart ass. And, uh, you know, when people would purposely try to be a smart ass to me and I'd be a smart ass back just because, okay, you want to play my game? I guarantee you I'm better at it than you are. And they get mad. And, you know, Randall, uh, he was purposely mean to a woman and uh, she called him an asshole and say, Hey, you're not allowed to rent videos here anymore. And, uh, it was, you know, I'd probably be more like him. Sure. I had a few emotional moments like Dante, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Randall in clerks too, uh, uh, thought of, uh, things like kind of like the way I did when I was working in my bars, because, Generally, I got along with all of my uh, servers, the other bartenders, the cooks. I got along with all of them really well. We even hung out after work majority of the time together. And what's better than working with your friends? It It's just that much better. It makes work tolerable. And, I mean, 
How many people out there have worked a job where they absolutely hate everybody that they work for? It makes the days go longer. It makes the job harder. And when, but when I was bartending, I got along with all my, uh, all my coworkers and it was fun and we'd all be joking around together and, you know, it team up on, uh, team up on making fun of customers. That was always great. And, you know, end up being a good time. And like Randall said in clerks too, you know, what's better than work going to work every day with my best friend. Yeah, that's true. However, I don't suggest that you close purposely close the store to play hockey on the roof or attend a wake. Take the day off if you're going to attend attend a wake, no matter what. And uh, don't leave uh, don't leave the restaurant just uh, to go drive go karts. As fun as that sounds, uh, yeah, that just causes trouble. The boss might get mad. You might not have a job when you get back. Unless maybe you ask your boss to go with you to ride go-karts or play hockey on the roof. You never know. That might that turn out pretty good. Moving on, I just want to do another quick reminder to you guys. You want to check out some Hey Bartender podcast merchandise, read my blog, or just uh, see whatever drink recipe I've put, posted up there recently, head on over to Hey Bartender podcast and see everything now. Next up, we got this episode's musical guest from their album, American Dream. Here is Sons of New York with their single, I Don't Know Nothing. to think I had it all figured out I used to think I knew what love was all about I used to think the love I knew before was the only kind of love life had in store but then you came along your love proved me wrong and much to my surprise You made me realize I don't know Damn thing 
From their album, The American Dream, that was Sons of New York with their song, I Don't Know Nothing. If you want to check out more about this band, head on over to bandcamp.com and check them out. You can find more of their music, you can find more of their albums, learn a little bit more about the band, and find out where you can follow them, their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, They've even got their own website, sonsofnewyork.com. Go check them out now. Okay, finally for this show, the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, you guessed it, the guy checking all the eggs in the refrigerator. No, no, no. Of course, we're talking about Clerks, uh, Kevin Smith movies and Clerks. You got to talk about Jane Silent Bob. Every bar and restaurant out there has a Jane Silent Bob regular. Uh, they may not be dealing marijuana out front, but, uh, well, they may be dealing marijuana. In, I've had that, and I've had people dealing marijuana inside my bar. I, kicked them, I had to kick them out, and they called me an asshole for it. That's another one of those things. Why am I the asshole? I'm trying to keep my business open. I'm trying to keep my job. But anyway, Jay and Silent Bob, two stoners that hang, hang out in front of the uh, quick stop in the RST video, dealing marijuana. And there are a couple troublemakers. Jay, uh, in the movie, the talker, he, as uh, uh, the Metatron put it in Dogma, he says, the first one who uh, will talk at great length. Uh, You know, it's just, he's like the comic relief. He's the goofball. He's, you know, every bar's got one. I bet you can think of one person right now who's just always bouncing around, maybe acting slightly hyper and 
making jokes. Kind of pisses you off from time to time, but he doesn't really do anything wrong enough in order to, for you to kick him out. And some some nights, yeah, you you're really actually really happy that he's around because you know makes you smile. But Silent Bob, now there's a guy you really got to look for in your bar because they are around the Silent Bob types. Say very little, but most of the time, in well majority of the movies, Silent Bob will say something that is meaningful. In Clerks in particular, it, uh, I mean, he's Dante's sitting there all depressed about what's going on between him and uh, try to fix it up with Veronica, upset that Caitlin screwed a dead guy in the bathroom, and now she's, uh, well, according to the comic book, she's in an asylum now. But Silent Bob just all of a sudden broke it down to him. He said, you know, most girls won't, wouldn't bring lasagna to work. They'd cheat on you. And Dante got the realization, that's right, she does love me, and I do love her. And then so, he, well, that ended up badly for uh, Dante because he admitted to her everything that was going on. She got mad, rightfully so, if you ask me, and he was going to try to fix it up. But obviously it didn't happen because he, he wasn't with her anymore in Clerks too. But there are customers that you do have that... You can talk to every once in a while, and they might bring a enlightening, different perspective on whatever's going on in your life at that point in time. Because you can talk to the customers about your problems, too. You're not burdened with just their problems. I found that out just recently. I talked about it in the last podcast where the guy said that his girlfriend just dropped him like a hot potato. And, you know, I just laid it out to him and just... You know, I don't know if you felt better. I haven't been back to that bar. But uh, just, you know, there are customers out there who you can genuinely be friends with. I'm not saying you go hang out uh, when you're not on shift or something like that. When, you know, you know, it's your day off. I never really hung out with most of my customers during my days off just because I already seen them five days a week. You know, why did I want to see them again? But... Uh, you know, every once in a while, there is that one person inside your bar that can bring a different perspective and overall make you feel better about whatever situation in your life that may be going on. So, but you got to look hard for them because they don't say anything. And when they're hanging around somebody like Jay, they're tough to see because Jay is the misdirection. He's what you're paying. You're forced to pay attention to while something else is going on. So, anyway, that's the end of today's show. Uh, first of all, I got to thank uh, Kevin Smith for making all those awesome movies uh, for all this time. And, you know, I hope he keeps it up uh, for as long as he possibly can or as long as he thinks they're socially relevant. And uh, even when they're not socially relevant, uh, I don't care. I love his movies. Uh, thank you to Monica Swanigan for posting on Fraternal Order of Bartenders Facebook page, The Ghostbuster Shot. Uh, if any of you go out there and try out The Ghostbuster Shot, please let me know what you thought about it. Uh, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear your thoughts on drinks. If you have any original drinks of your own, 
I'd love to hear about them and talk about them on the show. And if you know or are part of a band that would like a little bit uh, airplay or a little bit of recognition on a very small, modest podcast, you can do the same. Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and I will put you on my show. Anyway, that's the end of the show tonight. So, as usual, people, I love to close my show out like this. I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. Good night.